epilepsy can uh, affect the cognition, but also the, the medication. So it's very important to talk, not only the parents, talk with the teachers, talk with the, the people who is around the kid, that it could happen. Fellow homo sapiens, now stigma when it comes to epilepsy is rife, but more so in some areas of the world than in others. This week, paediatric epileptologist Gabriela Reyes, based in Argentina, explains to us how she and her team are going to bust the stigma in Latin America through educating people of societal influence, such as teachers, the police and religious leaders. My name is Gabriela Reyes. I am pediatric neurologist, epileptologist. I was born in Bolivia, but I have been living in Buenos Aires, Argentina for 70 years. Uh, currently, I work at Garrahan Hospital in Buenos Aires and I am the representative of the Argentinian Epilepsy Section. And we see a lot of patients with epilepsy from all over the country wow. and neighboring countries also. And I think you said in our previous conversation you tend to see um, patients who might be rather complicated cases. Yes, as we are, as, as I told you, as we are a referral hospital, almost we have the most complicated cases. And, and also you mentioned, I think this is important for people to, well, some people will know this already, but you, you said that before you started training to become a paediatric epileptologist, you didn't realise that when you see your patients, the children, a huge part of the, who you actually communicate with is often the parents or carers. When they ask me why I choose to be a paediatrician, a uh, paediatric neurologist, I really, I always love kids. And I think that they are braver than adults. But as I told you, I, at the end of the day, I have to try it with the parents, the family and everybody. But I think that the children are the most beautiful uh, uh, gift that we have because they don't have a, a, perjudic a perjudicious nothing. And they are very brave, very brave, like fighters. Go, go, go. <laughs> Well, which they couldn't do without people like yourself. And something which is really important, not just solely like the pharmaceutical treatment or, you know, the scans that we have to do and surgeries that some patients require um, on, of course, genetic testing. And we mentioned before this genetic counselling, which you guys also provide, which is so important. Um, you're doing some work, I believe, you can elaborate on this, uh, some work when it comes to stigma in the community because that's quite a challenge from what I hear. Yes, first of all, I have a, a personal experience because you know that my little sister has juvenile clonic epilepsy. Fortunately now it has resolved and she has a wonderful life. But I remember that at the moment of the diagnosis, it was terrible for my family, for me, because some people, even some doctors, uh, told us that uh, she won't be able to have a normal life. She won't be able to study, won't be able to travel, won't be able to, to, to do a lot of things. And uh, I think that, uh, for example, now I see and she has a wonderful life. Yes, mm -hmm. because we have some people to help uh, us. Uh, so I think that it's very important to work against the stigma because um, I consider the education is a big, big tool. So, for example, even we, the doctor, can make a, a, the diagnosis and have the right treatment, the stigma and the lack of the knowledge in the general population is often worse 
than the disease itself. In many cases, I completely agree, actually. I wrote something like this on Facebook recently, saying that through many of my conversations with um, uh, other people with epilepsy, and this is anecdotal, it was the stigma that was the issue. It, it was, and, and stigma from families as well as friends and employers, and sometimes, like you say, clinicians, and then people just not knowing what to do sometimes. So it might not be stigma, but they just don't know what to do, what to say, what to recommend, and things like that. It's a global problem. <laughs> yes. So I think that it's very, very important to uh, improve education. As I told you, education is a big tool. And if I if I teach one, you can teach. Uh, we Everybody can teach, everybody learn, and we avoid the stigma. So I think that's the clue to work with, against it. I completely agree. And also learning about the epilepsies isn't solely learning about seizure types or and things like that. It's about learning about the human brain, about relationships, um, cultures, um, if you want to go into it, medications and, and other forms of treatment. It's not just about seizures, right? Exactly. Yes. You know that we try not a, a, a person with just seizures. We are training a person with feelings, with concerns with a change of mood, as, as everybody, <laughs> and economic difficulties also, because it's not easy to have ep epilepsy and the family. And that's a lot of things that goes into the, this disease. Yeah, there, there are many components to it. And yeah, I, I really want people to recognize that, to, to understand that. So what are you doing then to challenge all of this? Well, here in our group, uh, we work uh, as a team. Um, we have a team led by Professor Roberto Caravaggio, and we are uh, developing an educational program, especially focused on key groups of the society. For example, uh, such as primary cares, nurses, uh, teachers, the police force, uh, religious leaders. Why we choose that? Because those people can teach another yeah they have influence right real influence upon a lot of people yes these groups have a uh, contact with general population so uh, this i show a uh, we can reach much people in that way what are you actually doing with these leaders first we try to contact uh, uh, them and then uh, we present like a talk to them talk on epilepsy including for example what is epilepsy, how to manage, manage a seizure, uh, how to recognize a seizure, um, some clues that is important to, to teach, no? And then uh, we measure the success of the activity through a before and after survey. Okay, and who's the survey with? Is it with the, say, say you're speaking to a clergy, is it with their parishioners as well? Or is it with the individual that you've done the training? Both of them. Really both of them. Yes, oh. we try to do both of them. Yes. So, but but uh, some, most of the time with individuals who are in the, in the talk. Ah, and how long have you been doing this for? I started uh, one year ago by my uh, Professor Caravaggio, uh, I think like five years ago. Okay. It's a, a lot of work that uh, we are doing together with a lot a, a, a group of neurologists from all over the country. And it's a big country. Yeah. And now also now uh, uh, we, the young epileptologists, want to work uh, in this project also. So I think it will be wonderful that more people begins to work in this project. 
Um, of course, for example, this project is endorsed by the International League Against Epilepsy. Wonderful. Uh, we have some material like, uh, for example, there is a, a book from uh, primary attention, attention that is uploaded at the website of the uh, ILE. And also we have uh, visual material to teach the people. Uh, but every material, we, each one of us uh, can uh, make that and share with everybody. Fabulous. And do you find that the people to whom you provide this training, do they um, ask you lots of questions or are they normally quite quiet? Or does it well, vary? It depends. At the beginning, everybody's quiet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but then when you start, uh, also we try to uh, to to um, to reply mom uh, real moments. Like for example, uh, it, like this is a, a a kid that is having a seizure. What can you can you do? Try to act the moment, and they have a lot of questions. Really, really, most of us, even even doctors, even prof even teachers. Uh, um, the police force. Not everybody knows really about epilepsy, so it's very important to know what is a seizure. That there are a lot kind of seizures, not only the clonic, tonic clonic seizures <laughs> that we are used to. Uh, of uh, whereas that uh, also we can what what do we have to do in a seizure? Because sometimes you know that they like uh, threw water into the person. Uh, <laughs> or like uh, shaking the <laughs> yeah, or or you know the com common one that people don't talk about starts taking their clothes off as well. I don't hear yeah. people talk about that much, but we do it. <laughs> yes, it's real. Yes, yes, and it's real, and it's we start to to talk, and people start to ask what to do, and what if I do that? No, or if I do that? If... And do you talk about things other than seizures as well? So, for instance, I don't know, side effects of anti-seizure medications, you know, lots of us will be very tired, or do you talk about mood at all, or are you just talking about seizures? We try to talk about uh, uh, other comorbidities like mood, uh, change of mood, or for example, you know that sometimes for example, most of our patients has a lot of uh, uh, anti medication. And we know that epilepsy can uh, affect the cognition, but also the, the medication. So it's very important to talk, not only the parents, talk with the teachers, talk with the, the people who is around the kid, that it could happen. Do you know what? I was talking to somebody recently about, it was a clinician, about how it can be... For some people, this is just my experience, but you know, growing up when you're trying to study and you're trying to do exams and it's like a million times harder because cognitively it, it can be really challenging. Memory is terrible. And I know sometimes um, over here anyway, in, in the UK, they'll give uh, students extra time to, for instance, do an exam um, because it's recognized then it can, you know, just take a bit more effort to complete something. Did they do that in your country? Yes, in some some case, for example, some of my patients, I have to write a note for the teachers and explain and try to they they have to understand that there is a there they have to the patient my patient has to have a different time. 
Yeah, so important. But maybe sometimes it's difficult. It's hard because you have to do like a, one by one, or try to call the teacher really, or try to call the psychologist or psychopedagogologist. Really, it's very time consuming. But I think it's necessary and it's important because each of each of uh, each patient is different. And stuff like that so significantly, in my opinion, affects quality of life in a in a patient, especially children who are studying. It's it's hard enough being a kid anyway, isn't it? Yeah. But if you've got all this extra stuff to deal with, it's just so. Um, if people would like to learn more about your work and what you're doing, potentially get involved, or if they're interested, like I don't know, maybe we have some teachers or somebody from the police uh, who's tuning in. What should they do to learn more? We really hope that this project. Uh, maybe it can be used all over Latin America. That would be so cool. As a group, I think that we have to work, as I told you, in visual material. Talk, talk is wonderful because if you talk with another person, you can uh, get into uh, his or her life. So we talk. I think this is our biggest tool: talk, education, and of course. Well, already, as I told you, we already have uh, the material on the website of the ILE, so everybody is free. Well, thank you so much for your time. This is really uplifting and it's it's wonderful to have, you know, clinicians like yourself, Gabrielle, and your team who are seeing things from the perspective of a person with epilepsy and their family. It's not just about pills. It's not just about potential surgeries. It's about overall quality of life and that involves educating the outside. Our goal has to be eliminate all the stigma. Thank you to Gabriella for such brilliant, positively influential work challenging epilepsy stigma in Latin America. Find links to Gabriella through epilepsysparks.com and toryrobinson.com. If you'd like to connect, you can find me on Twitter, LinkedIn, Facebook or Instagram. And I'd love to hear from you if you have any thoughts about today's show. Please subscribe to Epilepsy Sparks Insights on your podcast app so that you will never miss the weekly episode. I'm Tori Robinson. Thanks for listening.